Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Just walk out technology adds up your virtual cart and charges your Amazon account. Your receipt is sent straight to the app, and you can keep going. That's uh, from the promo video for Amazon Go, the store that is now open to the public in downtown Seattle. I think people think of Amazon as, well, the company that snubbed Calgary, but beyond that, as, as like a retail company. You buy things on Amazon, it gets sent to your house. That That's what Amazon is. But Amazon's... A lot more than that, or they want to be a lot more than that. So when you think of the idea of Amazon as a tech company, this is what we're talking about, stuff like this. So this is a store that's powered by Amazon's AI technology. And maybe it is the future of shopping, the kind of shopping we leave our house to do. Amazon's uh, bread and butter has been the other kind of shopping where you don't have to leave your home. But this store is a store, I mean, it's a grocery store, essentially, but without cashiers, frankly, without a, a checkout or a turnstile. You get the items you want, and then you leave the store. Now, <laughs> anywhere else, that's called shoplifting, but uh, this store is set up to know what you have and then to just bill you for it, bill you through the app. It's quite fascinating. Joining us uh, for more, very pleased to welcome to the program, Elizabeth Weiss, who is a technology reporter with USA Today, usatoday.com. Elizabeth, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, we talked to you about this, I think, just over a year ago, and I guess this was maybe more of a, a concept, or at least it was it was pretty close to, to being a reality. So here we are. This is now officially open to the public, right? It is. Uh, it's it's late in coming. They anticipated that they'd open it to the public last year, probably about six months ago. But uh, it sounds like the technical issues were perhaps a little more of a deal than they thought they would be. So they're now opening in 2018. But there are lines out the door today. Really? Uh, I was up there last week and got to try it out. But when it opened today, um, there, there are lines, not around the block yet, but a long line to get in. To a store that's not supposed to have lines. <laughs> well, that's true. There's a real curiosity factor, though, isn't there? There is very much so. I think people... I, part of it is that it's a cool, techie thing. Mm-hmm. Part of it is that it's, I think it's the same folks who might go to Apple and they have to be in line that first day to get the new iPhone. Uh, it'll be interesting to see later on how it plays out. But I do think that many people, the idea of going into a store and not having to wait in a checkout line is appealing. Well, it seems weird, too, right? And, and there's the novelty of it, I guess. Now, now, who can shop here? Do you have to be you have to be an Amazon member then, right? Right. So you have to have an Amazon account, not a Prime account necessarily, but okay. an Amazon account. And then you have to download the, it's a specific Amazon Go app on your phone. And then 
when you go into the store, it's kind of like, you know, when you download your um, boarding pass to your phone and then you go through the turnstile or you go on to walk onto your plane and you have to put it down on the little uh, the little LED screen and it reads the uh, code on the app. That's what happens when you walk into the Amazon Go store. You pull up the app, it gives you the code, it, uh, you put it on the little screen, it reads it, and then you walk in, and then you walk around the store, which is, it's the size of a 7-Eleven. I mean, it's not a very large store. It's very much a convenience store, not a full-on supermarket. Um, and you can pick anything you want up. And the, the thing that feels very odd is they don't have baskets. You pick something up, you stick it in your pocket, you put it in your bag, people are putting it in their backpack. And then when you're done and you've grabbed everything that you want, you just walk out the turnstile to go outside. And through technology that Amazon is being quite cagey about, they are it is the store itself is able to track everything that you've picked up and everything you put back. And when you walk out, it tallies everything up and charges it to your Amazon account. But there must be people in the store though who work for Amazon. There are. So there are, for, in terms of people, there's, they've got someone stationed at the front of the store before you go through the turnstiles who's there just to make sure that your app is working and that you've got it up and correct. And I think today, actually, they've got extra people because a lot of people are still figuring out how this works. Once you go into the store, there aren't any clerks except in the back corner where they sell beer and wine, and they've got a clerk there who's only there to check ID because in Washington State you have to be 21 to buy beer or wine. And other than that, it's just people stocking the shelves. And so there's, there's no checkout. Um, if you, it's, it, you can't, there are sensors on all the shelves that are weighing items, and that's one way they know when you pick something up because the sensor perceives that you have taken something off the shelf. If you look up into the ceiling, it's, uh, it's a high ceiling and there are literally hundreds of cameras. They're all painted matte black, so they kind of disappear, but about the size of a paperback book that are looking at everything. And they're using machine learning. They're using um, artificial intelligence. They're using what must be an incredibly complicated uh, visual surveillance to see what each customer picks up and what they take out with them. So it's interesting. So it's... It's a combination of factors then in, in knowing what you've picked up and knowing what you have. I mean, each each item has uh, you know, like a barcode or some kind of code on it, but it's it's more than just that then. It is. And they've, it's interesting for the regular items. I mean, uh, they, it's all very high end. It's not like a 7-Eleven. There are no Hershey bars there. There's, you know, Theo hand organic purchase chocolate individually roasted by the bean. I mean, it's all very high-end <laughs> stuff. Uh, packaged items, uh, as far as I could tell, and again, they did not want to answer all these questions, the, the cameras can identify, and they know what that is. What was interesting is if you buy a salad or a sandwich, those come individually packaged in, you know, a little, a little plastic container. And on the top of each of those containers is, and these are, things that are made in-house. There's a kitchen attached. You can look through the window and see them making the salads and the sandwiches. On the label on each of those individual packages, there's a barcode, but there's also a, a collection of dots. 
And presumably those dots are being read by the cameras above. So that's how the system or the store is able to distinguish between, oh, you just bought the tabbouleh salad versus you just bought a tuna fish salad. Right, which is so weird. Salads, yeah, it is. It's kind of fascinating. And the other thing that's interesting is each of those salads and sandwiches, they're all exactly the same weight because the system can't, you couldn't have one salad that was, you know, a pound and one salad that was a pound and a half. They've all got to be exactly the same because each of them just has one um, skew. Each of them is, you know, okay, we, we sell chicken salad, chicken salad. This is chicken salad. And so they're very carefully weighing things out when they put them in these little plastic containers. Right. And again, just be clear. So there, there, for example, there are no bananas, there are no apples, there are no oranges yeah. individually because you couldn't parcel them out. Right, which is a key point. But it, So the, uh, the customer doesn't have to scan anything, right, just so we're clear about that. Exactly. You're, you're basically All you you're picking it up. You walk in, yeah. you scan in. Yeah. That's you it. You just stick in your pocket and go, which is a very odd feeling. Yeah, so and, and so Amazon's being cagey about how exactly this works, but they're obviously they've, they've put a lot into this technology. They've been working on it for five years. Uh, it is a significant investment of time and one presumes money. Um, for the time being, they say they have no plans to scale it up or use it anyplace else. They just want to, as they said, they want to make the experience magical. Uh, at that Amazon Go shop in Seattle. And, of course, there's a ton of speculation about whether or not they're going to apply it elsewhere, especially to the Whole Foods supermarkets, which they this chain that they bought last year. As far as they will say, though, at this point, this is merely the one shop, and they want to get it right and see how it goes. Right. I mean, it's, it doesn't begin and end with this one store in Seattle. Obviously, they haven't no, put all this money into it for that reason. You know, and you have a quote from one analyst in your story says, this is the definition of disruption. This could prove to be quite powerful. So in terms of where we're going to be at in five or 10 years, I mean, that's a pretty big question. It is. Amazon has a history of solving problems that no one else has even thought to solve before. And this solves the problem of you don't wait in line. And as every time I go grocery shopping, I wait in line. And yeah. you know, that's why we all read the magazines there, because yeah. you have to wait <laughs> for a while. Uh, it is it is an interesting question moving forward. I mean, we see a lot of tech companies whose, whose reason for being is to take out as much human work as you can because then it's cheaper. Of course, this is problematic because a lot of people have jobs as clerks and checkout clerks at at supermarkets. Um, Eventually, could Amazon roll it out and not have to pay wages for its clerks and then presumably either keep that money or roll it back into the company? That's going to be interesting. I don't think they're there yet, but it's very clear that eventually... That is what they're aiming at in some format and, you know, what those stores look like and what our grocery shopping experience is going to be in in 10 years could be fundamentally different. It could be. But these are still stores. This is brick and mortar that, that Amazon was, you know, seemingly pointing us in another direction that we wouldn't have to leave home. We would shop from home. That was kind of the Amazon concept. Does this represent a, a change in their vision or is this in keeping with it? I, I think 
for Amazon, I think their vision is to find ways to do things better and differently that others are not doing. I mean, we've seen them do it with cloud computing. And, and they also yeah. have a history of building things for themselves. And once they figure out, they get all the, the problems out, then they start to market it to other people. Uh, so they did that with cloud computing. They did that with online sales. Will they do it with this? We don't know. I, a contrarian view that I've heard from a few people is that this may not be a technology that they actually are that interested in moving outside, but that they're using it as a way to get information about customers. And we've certainly seen that in the brick-and-mortar bookstores that they've opened. I think they're up to... They might be up to a dozen in the States at this point. And those stores are very, I mean, they sell books, but they also very clearly in the center of this bookstore is a big table with all of Amazon's electronics on it. The Echoes, the Dots, the Kindle Reader, the Fire TV. And it's very clearly a way for Amazon to not only sell its electronics, but it's kind of an ongoing customer intensive where you can see what the customers do with them, what questions they ask. And so some analysts have said, you know, maybe they just want this to be a way for them to gather more information about our shopping habits. What do you pick up? What do you put back? What do you have second thoughts about? What could they do to encourage you to not put that back? Yeah, that's interesting too. Uh, Elizabeth, we'll <laughs> leave it there. More at uh, usatoday.com. Really fascinating stuff. Thanks for joining us here. Appreciate it. You're so welcome. Thank you. All right. Take care. Elizabeth Weiss, who's a uh, technology reporter with USA Today. So she got a chance to check this store out for herself. And it's now open to the public. So, yeah, it's interesting. As she said, maybe this is what Amazon envisions for stores everywhere. This is going to be the future of shopping. Maybe they've got another agenda here. Maybe this is about trying to uh, understand customers better and applying that elsewhere. But it's really, it would be really weird, wouldn't it? You're just walking in, this is what I need, see you later. And they know exactly what you took, and you'll get billed for what you took, and that's, that's how it works. 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.